Electricast. At Baker's, no matter where you order free pickup, you get the same great deals as you'd get in store. So you can save when you order during band practice or at the dog park or wherever. Start your cart with the Baker's app and save from wherever today. Baker's, fresh for everyone. $35 order minimum. Restrictions may apply. Subject to availability. Get more ways to save at the buy five or more, save $1 each sale. Just buy five or more participating items and save $1 each with card. Baker's, fresh for everyone. Hello, and welcome to the Social Psychic Radio Show, featuring Jason Zook. In uncertain times, we must change our focus and priorities. This show will highlight social justice issues with the goal of expanding minds and increasing unity, love, and mutual respect for ourselves and our planet. We support the Black Lives Matter movement, Our show aspires to promote social spirituality, which simply means that by coming together, we can solve any of our problems, including the goal of bringing an end to all forms of hate, discrimination, bias, or oppression. We must protect our environment, reform our criminal justice system, and protect every citizen from police brutality. When we come together, it becomes possible to bridge the gaps that plague our society and divide us from within. We the people means everyone. Hello and welcome to the Social Psychic Radio Show. This is Jason Zook. It's a great pleasure that I have the opportunity of presenting special guest Mary Welp to the show today, creator and teacher of Rise Hypnotic Meditation. Rise is a meditation that basically meets self-hypnosis, if you can think of the two. You can address fears, habits, and imprints with this methodology, as well as increase your peak performance in many areas of your life. Mary's a craniosacral and hypnotherapist living in Louisville, Kentucky, with her husband, Jim. She's been in private practice doing body work and hypnosis for 20 years. Our guest has worked with a nonprofit involving returning soldiers from Iraq and Afghanistan, as well as serving in the board of Link Up offering assistance to those who have dealt with clergy abuse and related trauma. Mary is also proud to tell you that of her two children, Ben and Laura Rose, as well as her granddaughters, Jane and Mitty. She enjoys hiking, travel, and yoga, and she travels teaching Rise Hypnotic Meditation throughout the country. It's with great pleasure I welcome Mary to the show. Welcome to the show, Mary. Thank you, Jason. Thanks so much. Very happy to be here. I was just saying before we start our interview, how I find great value in what you're doing because I think the merging of meditation and hypnosis and doing so in a way that can offer comfort, reassurance, helping in, in many ways, I think it's such a powerful tool. And I want to ask you, like, how did you come upon this methodology? How did you develop Rise Hypnotic Meditation? Well, I have to give a lot of the credit to my clients. I was doing cranial sacral for some time and as their physical needs were being met you know, and they were starting to feel better, they would ask me about other issues that hypnosis was a little bit better at addressing, such as habits that they were ready to quit or imprints, just something hanging over their head that they were ready to let go of. And as they started asking me these things, I went and got my hypnosis training because from my experience with hypnosis, I knew that that was the therapy that they needed. And just in, in combining the two, it happened very easy and naturally because the body work really relaxes people. So that's right there. You're getting people halfway there 
and they're wanting the change that they're asking for. And really all hypnosis is self-hypnosis. You can't do it without wanting it done. So, well, and it's kind of like the, I'll talk to clients that call me for readings or people I'll run into and they'll say, how do you meditate? I try so hard to meditate and my mind never lets me go there. And I say, have you ever been stuck in traffic? And they always say yes. And I'll say, well, do you ever let your mind wander when you're stuck in that traffic? Cause you don't want to sit there. Yes. I go, well, that's a form of meditation. You don't realize it's there. It's something like our mind is our potential of our mind and our ability to heal ourselves from within like a mind, body, spirit type thing. Yeah. I believe heavily in that stuff. When I went through my cancer, yeah couple of years ago, I had stage one kidney cancer diagnosis and it was a three month ordeal for me. I was blessed. It was only three months before the surgery removed it, but psychologically and spiritually, I had to go through a process and I felt like the connection of the three, it took one to alert the other two for me to make me more balanced in that respect. Absolutely. And now I see it that way. So I get the concept really well. Yeah. And I think we don't realize what we carry, you know, until it comes up as an issue, how much we inherit behavior and just even the way we move and what we do from our families and how we were raised. And those ways may not be applicable anymore. We outgrow some things. We evolve. And I think this also gives people an opportunity to go in there and shift some things for themselves, whatever they need to be more And I want to ask you this, in terms of your own personal life, like when you deal with this stuff and then you go home at night, do you do like some guided meditations for yourself or do you, I self-practice everything I say. I use it every day at the end of the day. Actually, I use Rise as a first aid. I've been triggered before, been in restaurant, public places and gotten triggered. And so I'd go to the bathroom and do my Rise, get myself (laughs) back together. But ritualistically, I do it at the end of the day when I go to bed. So I'll lay down in the position I don't sleep in. I'm a side sleeper. So I'll stay on my back so I don't fall asleep. And then I'll do the process. And whatever went well for me that day, I'll really bolster it up and feel that power. of I did something great today and keep going in that. And then what didn't go well or where I put my foot in my mouth or hurt someone's feelings, I have some compassion for myself and look at it and deal with it and then move on. And to where I feel like things aren't accumulating like they used to in the past. Interesting you say that. On an aside, I know one of the things I learned through the pandemic being alone a lot when we had a quarantine or whatever. And I remember I went through a process of letting go of a lot of things that I carried with me energetically, guilt, pain, frustration. I learned that from that, I did a self-introspective process and I recorded my voice on my iPhone and laid on my back and went through to relive these experiences without any training or anything. I just did it for myself. And one of the things I got from that, I was able to forgive my dad, who I never had a relationship with my whole adult life. He's passed, unfortunately, but spiritually I'm connected to him. And I yeah. figured out when I let all these things go, it's like, I use the analogy. I try to tell my clients when I do readings now, if you're holding on to a lot and I sense it in your energy, try to do these kind of things, let go. Because when you let go and surrender that negativity of the past, the universe and God, if you, whatever word you want to use for it, fills it in with more new energy, loving energy, healing, all that stuff. And so I can totally invest in this as a modality because it can help you clog up. It's like if you go to the airport now, people are traveling and taking 30 bags with you. That's why I, I try to use that yeah. analogy. If we're carrying around all that weight, yeah. it's not going to do you any good health-wise, mind, body, or spirit. You need to look at how to best right. relieve some of the stress and pressure a lot of people are under right now. And I think our culture teaches us to just stuff it down and ignore it and not call attention to it and try to blend in and be normal, whatever that is. There is no normal. We're all individuals and we're all different and we all are a different piece of the puzzle. So the puzzle is going to look pretty janky until we're all doing our own personal part. 
And I think unless we're being honest with ourselves and being truthful, that's hard to get to. One of the things I like about the last two years too, I think it's making a lot of people become more authentic with themselves and with one another. And I think us talking about this topic helps with all that, because if you can let go of things from your past, if you can overcome prior fears, you can live a more authentic version of yourself and have deeper relationships with people. The other thing I think that it really helps with is having that flexibility moving forward. And when you have flexibility, when life goes awry or becomes chaotic or things are out of our control, we can survive them much easier. We can make it to the other side. But when we're really stuck on having to keep things a certain way, when change happens quickly for us or when our environment changes, it can break us. So it's an important skill to have, I think, to really develop flexibility in ourselves and clear these things out and keep moving. Tell us what RISE stands for. Yeah, it's an acronym for the process. So it stands for what self the four steps of self-hypnosis. So R is for relax. You want to do a progressive relaxation and really breathe in and focus your energy inward. I stands for imagine. So you want to go to a very safe and happy place and bring it alive in all of its details. So if you go to the beach, feel the sand between your toes and how the sand's warm on the top and gets cooler at the bottom and really bring all those little details alive. Then S stands for suggest. And that's where you're going to plant the the suggestion that you want into the subconscious. So the subconscious holds all of our fears, our habits, our imprints, our values, our beliefs. So when we want to shift those things by relaxing, it removes that veil of critical mind and allows you to go in and shift things energetically in the subconscious. And there's a number of ways you can do that. And then E stands for empower, which is now that you've shifted something, how's your life going to be different? And thinking about that and really feeling the power in your body of what you've just done, of letting go of some of that dirty baggage that you were talking about and that luggage and putting that down. How's your body going to feel? How are people going to act with you now? How are you going to respond differently? I always attribute value to words now that I'm into like the law of attraction and manifestation. I pick my words carefully and wisely. And I'm looking at the words you use to describe rise. And I'm like, wow, that sounds like a fun time. Relaxing, imagining positive things, using the subconscious mind to help let go and then empowering. That's like my most power. That's like my favorite word recently. I'd say, I say the word empower probably three or four times a day, but. Are you familiar with the superhero pose and the the studies that have been done about the superhero pose. Share that with our audience. I don't think I am. Columbia and Harvard University have both done studies. They did them some years ago about powerful poses. So even in other yoga mountain pose or warrior poses or any powerful pose that you stand in, if you do it for 120 seconds or two minutes, it actually decreases your cortisol, which is your stress hormone by 25% and increases your testosterone by 8%. So it really gives you that power feeling. And someone had told me this, I haven't watched it, but somebody told me that on Grey's Anatomy, there was a doctor that when she would go into really difficult surgeries on the show, she would stand there in that superhero (laughs) pose and pump herself up before she had to do this really hard surgery. Certain poses and the way we are, the way we behave and move and act, it it has a physical effect. It's all about posture too. If you think about it. Your posture is just as we're talking and I'm looking at myself in the Zoom camera. I'm thinking posture. <laughs> I think like my yeah. grandma would say to me as a kid, keep your keep yourself right. straight. Shoulders back. Yeah, shoulders back. <laughs> Don't slouch. But it's powerful when you think about what you can do within yourself to heal yourself. And that's what I think this is what 
why I value this type of topic, because so many people discredit their own mind and body spirit relationship and how if you get stuck in ways, and I've been stuck in things that you can't get off your mind or that bother you, or yeah, you're consumed by it, your own anxieties. This is a way to help hit the pause or reset button at the same time. And I like that a lot. I want to ask you, how long have you been using this technique and what have you found to be the most, I guess, valuable aspects of it when you work with your clients? I've been teaching it a lot in workshops. I've written it in book form so that anybody can pick it up and learn it. But I've been teaching it in workshops. And what's been really amazing to me is the imagined state that people, I will be talking people through a certain scenario, but they may go to a very different place. And that's happened several times. I'll be talking like going to the woods and going to a beautiful place out in nature. And they'll end up at their grandmother's house and they're in her attic where they used to go as a child that gave them comfort and that they really loved. So the subconscious knows what you need to take off next, what your next issue is to address that next layer. So even just getting in a relaxed state and being open to what your subconscious wants to show you that day is very powerful because it will tell you what you're hanging on to because sometimes we don't know. Sometimes there's just that icky feeling There's just that weight that you're carrying. Maybe it's a functional depression or just a heaviness. And by going in and looking inward and quieting ourselves, a lot of information can come forward. Have you ever done past life regression? That's how I first got into (laughs) experience. I see that in your energy and it told me to bring it up. Like I'm reading you for a second for without realizing it. Thank you. No, I Can you share with us your experience with it? (laughs) Yes. Yes. The first time when I I'm a late bloomer. I'm 62. I started this work when I was 40. When I was 40, I'd never had a massage. I'd never you're heard the page word shock. You're on 62 of your book, you're telling us. <laughs> <laughs> I'd never done any of this. So I had a moment, a come to Jesus moment where I was a functional depressive person, hit bottom, and all of this change started happening to me. And I stepped into energetic work. People started seeing me as a healer and validating that in me. And so did my clients. But I had this fear, the only way I could put it, it was just this really deep feeling. It was a fear of exposure. And it was not a fear of being naked. It was a fear of if I actually stood in my power, if I actually was my strong, powerful self, I would be in danger in some way. And so I went to a healer friend of mine that was helping me with my journey. And she said, let's do a past life regression. And so We did that. And this was the first time I'd ever been under hypnosis or a formal hypnosis. We're under all the time in other ways, but the formal hypnosis. And what came was it was a little house on the prairie sort of time. And I was like, I remember. Yeah. Okay. So I was in the cabin and I crawled under the bed. Laura Engel. (laughs) Laura Engel. And my mother was standing there with my little brother in her arms. And he was still swaddled. So he was very young. And these five men rode up on horseback and pulled me out from under the bed and took me around to the back of the cabin where the creek was there and put me face down and put their foot on my back and drowned me and then pulled my body up and left it on the bank. And the whole time I'm visualizing this, I'm crying and I'm saying, I'm just a little girl. I'm just, what could I have done at five or six years old that would frighten these grown men so much? So it 
validated my power in some way. I know what it is. But it also let me know that that was a thing that happened in the past. It's not it this happened life. in the mid 1830s. Yeah. And I feel like they were afraid that you were like linked to supernatural things as you were saying that that's what I got from that. That's why they drowned you that way. It, I, that was my feeling. Yeah, it, yeah. Nobody said anything or I didn't hear anybody say anything that like you were my possessed. feeling was yeah. that I did something of power that scared them. You're intuitive. It's not anything to be fearful of, but back then they didn't understand it. Yeah. You used to yeah. know premonitions really well. You would just blurt out things and people would hear you talk and they would get scared by what you had to say. So that's why I, I bet, happened. especially as a five-year-old little girl. Yeah. Yeah. I get that. But yeah, in terms of your own personal experiences and what you're able to do now as a healer, because that's what you're teaching. You're teaching a healing modality. What do you find is the greatest strength of the people that you work with once they start using this? regularly? How have you seen their lives improve? They start relying on themselves. When they first come to me, a lot of times it's that fix me because we have that in our Western culture, we have that give me a pill, give me a certain exercise, give me something to fix it. And, but when they realize how much change they can work on for themselves and how much self-healing is available to them, that has been the most beautiful, inspiring, lovely thing because you watch these people awaken to their true selves to, to really brush off a lot of the barriers that they've been putting on themselves or that they allowed other people to put on themselves. And they start to heal themselves and they start looking for their best life. And that becomes the priority rather than fitting in or doing what mom says or whatever they've told themselves. And that has been beautiful and inspiring. And I love being part of that all the time. When you look at the work you do and one's ability to grow within their own self-love, how have you found self-love as a variable here in terms of being able to help people get past their own, let's say, what if thoughts or negative thinking? And then you're able to show, I feel like you show them through a process of time and going through these exercises, how to actually increase and build their own self-love within themselves. And I want to ask you about that and see what your opinion is on the self-love aspect of it. I think to me, the most important step of rise is R, is the relaxation part, which I think is very self-love yes. to focus your energy inward. And that's what I ask them to do is to take a notice of the noises around, but then move their energy inward. I had the false impression when I learned meditation the first time that you had to go out of your body up into the ethos somewhere and our answers are up in the heavens and we bring them back down. And it's really in our tissue. It's in our cells. It's in our DNA. Our information is in our body. So really watching people and helping people go deeply within themselves and relax themselves grounds them. It brings them present to their own life and to their own stories. And I think until we realize that we tell ourselves stories and that we recognize what the stories are, it's hard to change them, but it's wonderful when you can. Where, in terms of the methodology you use, the RISE method, how would you say someone can use it within themselves to address things? I know you've mentioned a couple areas, but I wanted to ask, I think it's, it could probably address a lot of different things within ourselves. And I wanted to see if you could touch on that a little bit. You absolutely can. In the book, at the back of it, I have 25 or 30 different ways to use RISE. So there's RISE for surgery, RISE for patients, RISE for habits, 
quite a few different things. So there's different ways you can do it. And there's also different methods to do it. So you can do it through affirmation, through manifestation, through visualization, through regression. So there's different ways to do it. I'll ask you this, Reiki energy healing. I just recently studied that and brushed up on it in California with Athena Baria over there. And I had an amazing time and it really reintroduced me to these concepts of that. And I want to ask you about if you've had experience with incorporating these kind of concepts with other modalities like energy healing, you've mentioned it earlier. So I was just curious if you could touch on that a little bit in, in your own interactions with it. Yeah, that's how I started with it because I started with Reiki, then went to cranial sacral therapy. I also do visceral manipulation and acupressure. So there's a lot of different types of body work. So I spend, if I spend one-on-one time with a person, not virtually, but if I get the present, get to have them in my presence, I spend the first 20 minutes or so just doing body work because that relaxes them so deeply. So then it's very easy and quick to get to the other part. And it's something that we discuss ahead of time. So we're addressing what they want to address. So people are always very willing and very anxious to solve a problem. How how can someone begin a practice in this area? I would start with doing a progressive body relaxation and learn how to do that. If they would like on my website and also on YouTube, I talk people through uh, several scenarios. There's Rise for Patience, Rise for Guilt, Rise for Peace on the website that you're welcome to listen to for free. And that talks you through the four steps. But I also have a video on there that describes what the four steps are and why Rise works about how we are going into the subconscious, why we go into the subconscious and what that's about, how much we actually time we spend in our subconscious, acting out of that pool of subconscious. So if we're acting out of old habit or old imprint and we're done with that, going into the subconscious is really the way to shift it quickly and meaningfully and permanently. I love that. And I also think it's so critical and important to look at all all parts of yourself and not try to, I think when you start addressing and you're trying to improve even your manifestation and your intention, going into this thing with the right intention and having the right mindset, have an open mind. And I think it makes remarkable differences for you. And I fully believe in this stuff because I practice it myself. I love what you do. I think it's very positive to be able to share this with our audience today. And I appreciate it. (laughs) Thank you. I want to ask you this, your book. Tell us about Rise Hypnotic Meditation, the book. Yeah, I started out, came about during the pandemic when my office closed. And the acronym kind of came to me. And so I created download. I love that. It really was. And that (laughs) really set the fire under me. And I've had a fire ever since that it's okay, I have to get this out into the world. It's been a gift that was given to me. So I feel honored and I feel a push (laughs) to do it. So during the pandemic, though, I would set up workshops in yoga studios, mental health centers, all kinds of different places. But then people would cancel because they would get COVID or they would get nervous about COVID. The numbers would start going up again. So I realized that I had to find another way to get it out there. So I wrote the book and it's really the workshop. It's the three hour workshop and in book form, it's on Amazon. And so that way anybody can get it and pick it up whether you can make it to a workshop or not. And then I'm hope that the website gives enough backup to help support people in their process. And I am always available. If anybody runs into a challenge or a question, always help happy to support anybody in their process of learning it. I'm definitely going to have your information in our show notes. So if anyone wants to look this up through our show, I know it's risehypnoticmeditation.com. 
Tell us about, in terms of your experience now with what you've done, you've written your book, you've had this new methodology that you've done for a while and you're teaching it. I wouldn't say new, I'll say established within yourself. What's next? What do you see coming up for yourself? The next things I have on my agenda, I'm presenting Rise at two conferences this summer, two hypnosis conferences, one in Las Vegas in July and one in Marlboro, Massachusetts in August. So I'm very excited. I want to get this out to my peers and have it peer reviewed a little bit and see what feedback I get back on it. And then I'm also starting a certification program. I'd like to teach people how to teach RISE so that they can teach it in their communities. So a lot of yoga instructors use meditation in their practices. There's a lot of meditation teachers out there who might be interested in this or really anybody who has clients that would like to do some self-work. I think it would be very helpful to encourage them So I'll be teaching that certification virtually in September. It'll be a couple hours every Sunday through September. While you say that, I know I asked you the question and I'm going to give you an answer of my own for you. (laughs) I I don't know if we do this for an interview, but for some reason I'm channeling this right now. I was right now what you're saying and I got that you're going to be doing long-term care stuff for trauma victims in the future. So you're going to help work with some type of trauma victims in terms of a group. I'm not saying that. In the past, you did stuff with soldiers, and I feel like you're going to empower trauma victims or something you're going to do with your, it's not going to be RISE. It's going to be a continuation of RISE, an adaptation of RISE, specifically for people who suffer from some type of trauma in their life. And it's going to be something that you come across either collaborating with somebody who is a specialist in trauma, or it's going to be somebody you cross that comes up with the idea and proposes it to you. I also feel like you're going to be busy coming up. There's going to be a few busy years coming up. So I know how you said, oh, I've got, I got into this later in life. I'd say, so did I, by the way, I started at 43, I'm 46. I started though four, so that that dates me younger. But my point is like, we've got journeys on our hands. And I think your past life influences you now because of where you're at and what you're doing and you want to help people. And you, I feel like these are all very important steps for that. And that's why I'm happy to share this with our audience and be able to go into these topics because what I want to do with this show, and I've been doing it for a few years already, is how many different methodologies do we have out there? When you look at healing, that's what we all need more of right now than anything else. And I find the value of a a steady mind, a calm energy, like when you can calm yourself, that's powerful. And using your methodology can calm you. So it's, and give you introspective insight and stuff. I want to ask you this, when you think of what you do versus say, I'm an intuitive psychic. I don't think there's much difference in the areas. I mentioned creative downloads to you earlier because I've started experiencing a lot of creative downloads. Once I put my intention to move more into this stuff and be creative as compared to staying as a lawyer 24 seven. And I feel like you're going to have more creative downloads come to you. And I think I could probably tell you how it feels when you get a creative download. You're sitting there in the middle of something and you notice there's something that's like information's popping in your head in a way. And you don't, it's, you can't explain it, but then you start getting focused on it. I'll get a download about a show concept. And I'll be sitting there. I was in the shower one day a couple months ago and I had a show concept. I had to stop the shower, dry myself up, go to my computer and type it down because I didn't want to lose it at all. Best ideas in the shower. Exactly. The strangest yeah. ones sometimes, but the creative yeah. aspect that can you can get that kind of information and have it downloaded to you. And it's like when people talk about the Akashic records, like I, I haven't delved into any of that stuff, but I feel like the creative download thing is a real thing and it's happening across our planet right now. And I want to see if you had any personal experiences yourself that you'd like to share about what I just shared. No, just what you said was exactly what happened when the acronym of RISE came to me because I was trying to think of what was next. I didn't know whether I needed to go out and find more real estate to go back to the one-on-one body work or what, because I knew I had another act in me. I knew I wasn't done. 
And this is something I had been ruminating and sitting on for some time, the hypnotic meditation practice itself, because I'd been teaching it to my clients. It just didn't have the name Rise. But I was sitting there watching television, answering texts on my phone and doodling all at the same time. And Rise just, it popped in. I love that. Relax, imagine, suggest. Oh, anybody can do that. It just pops in your head. Yes. Yeah. I think my most intuitive or when I feel the most intuitive is when I'm working with people. And then it just... Not quite as you do, but I think I the right words come out for the right person. You're the reading feedback people. I've gotten. You're reading people. <laughs> You're doing what I do. You just don't call it what I do, but it's similar extremely. It's Anyone who does energy work and all the different areas that you're working in, I, I could totally tell you're an empath. I could totally tell that you're precognitive. You have dreams that come to you on occasion. You have downloads. So yeah, you're an intuitive. You just don't call yourself that because in this genre you're doing rides <laughs> it's like me right. doing and, podcasting and, you know? yeah and when i started with this work i really wanted to do it in a medical field i really wanted to do it i use this and i hope you understand the phrasing but i didn't want to be a crystal waver you know what i mean even what though is? i love crystals i have crystals, <laughs> I love crystals. all over my house yeah, i'm just teasing you, know, you. Yeah. i love them i wave them but <laughs> wanted to be, and that's my terminology, but I wanted to be as grounded in the practice as possible because I wanted people to appreciate it and to appreciate me and not just think it was something ungrounded or unrealistic or untrue or unvalid. And so that was my defensiveness of it. Okay. Did you struggle internally, like being able to justify to yourself going into the woo-woo area? What I say that is because I, I got trained to be a lawyer in my 20s. I realized my whole life I had some type of intuition because my grandmother had it, my mom, but we didn't discuss it. And then I just couldn't ignore it after my grandfather died. But yeah, I wasn't open about it till 2017. So it took me 13 years because of my law practice. I didn't want my law practice to be adversely impacted by the fact that I could do this other stuff. And I I didn't know any other healers. I didn't know this world. Like I said, I'd never had a massage. Wow. I'd never done body work. I didn't know we had energy in our body. I didn't know any of the things that I know now and how far you career come. Is based on. <laughs> it's and it was a moment of surrender when I was like okay I'm trying too hard and it's not working so you're gonna you're be going more me. you're gonna you be know? going more you're gonna work with organizations like you said you're going to conferences for hypnotherapy and hypnosis mm-hmm. you're gonna work with stuff in other areas I wouldn't be surprised if you have entrepreneurial groups calling you in to do a, a group event or have some type of class that you'll be participating at and certain you'll have a table set up a booth set up I see you with those kind of things. So there's a lot coming for you. And I am excited that you came on the show today to share these things, because for me, the value in being able to talk about this stuff and being able to like, be able just to let people know who listen right now, that if you're going through a frustrating moment, there's something you could do about it. Check out Rise and learn to heal because we don't need to be stuck feeling broken all the time. And that's what I think the power of this is, is you gain mindfulness you gain reflective ability to grow and empower yourself, not to borrow one of your words, but the value attributed to that, it, 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 you can't describe it just words. You have to experience it yourself in order to really understand it. it I agree. You know? Yeah. And then people don't ask questions anymore. Yeah. It's just, it's like, you know, I, once it's I think, real to you, you don't, it doesn't matter how it works. It just does. Interesting point. I think that's another thing that's going on right now. There's a spiritual awakening. I think after everybody had to get stuck in the house for two years and go through a lot of this negativity, I think people are dealing with a spiritual awakening. And I think that's why having you talk about the topics we're discussing today for my show is so pivotal because it's okay for people to have something experience that their five senses don't give them. 
yes. energy, hypnosis, past life regression, rise. Yes. I want to ask you, where do you see yourself next? Like in, in the next five years, like what do you think the future of this area is going to be? I'd really like to build rise. I'd like to get a lot of teachers out there. I'd like to get a community because I'd also like to rise to continue after me. So I'm looking for community to help support it. And I'm hoping in five years to be able to do that. Excellent. Excellent. We need to talk off record because I have some ideas for you. If you're comfortable with that. Absolutely. <laughs> I just got something I, I want to share on the air. I want to talk to you privately about it. Let me ask you this. When you look at nature and its role, because I see your backdrop is trees. Mm -hmm. And I just got back from seeing California redwoods a couple of weeks ago, and they were so healing for me. When you think about nature and the process of healing, how do you attribute that with what you do with Rise? Do you ever, you brought up that you were having people visualize themselves in the forest. Yeah. Nature is where I go to quiet myself. When I need to be rejuvenated, when I'm overwrought, when I'm in distress, I go to nature. And it's very calming. And it also really brings my senses alive. It makes me feel very present because there's sights, there's sounds, there's smells. And it reminds me that I am nature. I have my cyclical times. I have my good and my bad times. And I have times where I have energy. I have my winters and I have my summers and my springs and my falls. But we're nature. And well, I think well. giving ourselves credit for that and giving ourselves a little compassion for that, too, because nature's having a hard time, too. Absolutely. If you were a spirit animal, which spirit animal would you be and why? And I'll tell you, I'll go first. I go with owl because for me, I have two parrots. I associate real well with birds. I feel about the quest for wisdom is important to me. And I like to be able to, as a psychic, see above what's in front of you. Let's say most Beautiful. people get stuck with something in front of them. I like to be able to see above it focus out yes and i feel yeah. like that's where the owl reflects my spirit yeah me it's the tiger i got to go to thailand a few years back and sit with a tiger and get in a cage with him and pet him it's just such a lovely experience but it's also tiger's also a symbol for trauma and it's that we can stay very calm and everything be right and all of a sudden that tiger gets riled up yeah. that part of us that gets triggered that's absolutely I want to thank you for coming on and I appreciate you sharing your gifts with us today. I know it's a, it takes a lot to come out of your shell and say, Hey, I know how to do this. And you've been doing this a long time. I know, but it takes a certain level of courage to put yourself out there and to have the ability to heal other people through your processes and the value it's exponential. If you could help someone heal and they help someone else heal. I think like through our audience, like if we do, like you mentioned in the past that we might be able to do a guided like a sequel to this at some point where we could do a guided meditation with you. I'd love to put that out there Absolutely. because I know of the healing value of these things. Yes. Yeah. We'll make it, we'll make it, and we'll make that. That would be great. Cause again, people experience it. It'll be real for them. And this way we had an introduction now and then we come back and do that and it'll be fun. Great. All right. I want to thank Mary for coming on the show today. I'm really excited about this area. I think there's such a value with something like rise hypnotic meditation. Think about it as meditation, meeting self-hypnosis and the mind, we just don't understand the mind, but it has so much value to think of it as its own healing modality. We can go within ourselves. And I know a lot of you have already experienced that. And sometimes involuntarily when you got stuck in the house a lot, or there's a value to that though. And think of these things. I always want to introduce everybody to different concepts and paradigms and healing modalities are one of my passions too. And so check this stuff out, check out Mary's website. I'm going to have it on the show notes. As I said earlier, it's risehypnoticmeditation.com. Thank you so much. I'm also going to have Mary's uh, YouTube channel on there as well. 
stay positive because when you're positive, anything's possible. Thank you. Thank you for listening to this episode of the Social Psychic Radio Show. Don't forget to join us for another episode next time. If you enjoyed the show, we'd love for you to subscribe, rate, and give us a review on iTunes. You can also check us out on Facebook and don't forget to visit the Social Psychic YouTube channel. Until next time, it's a big world out there. Keep an open mind, embrace your paradigms, and know that the universe is always yours to explore. At Baker's, no matter where you order free pickup, you get the same great deals as you'd get in store. So you can save when you order during band practice or at the dog park or wherever. Start your cart with the Baker's app and save from wherever today. Baker's, fresh for everyone. $35 order minimum restrictions may apply. Subject to availability. Get more ways to save at the buy five or more, save $1 each sale. Just buy five or more participating items and save a dollar each with card. Baker's, fresh for everyone. Hey there, I'm DC. I host the Rock Podcast. Back to the arena, the interviews. It's about a 30-minute podcast where I talk one-on-one with a band who has released new music. You can find us on all the best podcast sites like Spotify, Apple, Google, iHeartRadio, and more. If you're a rock band like me, subscribe today to Back to the Arena, the interview. Electric acid. Today is working for me. Do you believe that for yourself? Hey, I'm Pastor Julie, and I want to empower you through encouragement, inviting you to my podcast, Big Truth Encouragement, where I unpack living a faith-filled life. I created my podcast for the ladies, but gentlemen, you'll gain something too. So I invite you to listen to Big Truth Encouragement on Electricast and any platform where you listen to your podcast. Electricast. Electric acid.